Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is going to be episode number 65. I see you looked that up. I did. Right before I started talking, (laughs) you probably saw the cursor changing. I I did. And this episode will be airing during one of the biggest holiday seasons of the year for Savannah. And that would be... St. Patrick's Day. Are you sure it's not all Boxers Eve? Not that I know of. Or Flag Day? Well, it could be. Or Tree Day? Or Arbor well, Day? Well, it might be Arbor Day since everyone's wearing green. But you know, trees. we're in between arborists right now, so <laughs> we couldn't celebrate it properly, right? <laughs> there are approximately 30 billion people in the Savannah area during this weekend of the year. I don't think that's right. Really? Yeah. Because, um, I mean, that's why I said approximately, but also that's sort of what it feels like. 30 so billion? That's for my truth. You haven't even been down to Savannah. You're right. You I'm don't just, know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm scared to even go. Yeah. It, it's just too much. And we didn't make it to the parade in Savannah this by year. Choice. <laughs> by choice. And we never will if I have anything to say about it. But we did go to the Tybee Island Parade which is right outside of Savannah, and we got to see Barabbas and the Junkanoos. Is that what they're named? I think it's Barabbas and the Junkanoos. Barabbas is a biblical name, isn't it? It is. Do you want us to release unto you Barabbas? <laughs> yeah. The answer is no, but yeah. it was yes. yes. So apparently it was here Give too. Give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. They are always entertaining, and as you know and have attested to previously, I hate parades personally you and do. would avoid all of them. Every chance I got, I don't care what it is. I did talk you into going down for a little while. Yeah, we saw that. We saw the Fraternal Order of Police or something like that. And then we saw about 47 golf carts, which when you live in this area, that's not an unusual thing and not really something I stand around in the cold for. And it was a little cold, too. It was a little bit. No, yeah, in the shadows. It was cold because I sit in my little office slash cave area with my heater running all day long like a little old lady and i went outside and she had been working that day before the parade so yeah, she I was helped with warm. a i helped with a saint patrick's day party and i did not i stayed home working on the podcast it's actually called the tybee island heritage parade okay. it's because uh, lots and lots of people here in the area are actually irish that would make sense as to why they'd call it a heritage parade it is and from what i gather St. Patrick must be the patron saint of drinking Drinking? because that's all I saw happening. (laughs) It's literally all that happened. It's like the alcohol arrived at the party. And I mean, when the alcohol arrived, it arrived in uh, great quantities. I figured Along with the oysters and the... uh, The ham or whatever that meat was. Brisket, which is not ham. That's like beef, isn't it? I think it is. I don't even know what brisket is but it's delicious it was delicious it was very good the potatoes were good and i don't Mm -hmm. even usually like potatoes it's only a once a year thing and we have about 27 parades a year here we have them for everything i usually avoid them even though they go right beside our house the only one i really like is the christmas one that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't love it. I'm not like. Santa once. <laughs> you've seen Santa a hundred times. I know, but it's just neat to have Christmas at the beach and like they do fake snow and all that. I find that entertaining. You would. Because we never have real snow. No. Except for once. One time. But it wasn't at Christmas. It wasn't at Christmas, but we did have snow at the beach and it was it on the beach. It was very cool. Before we get started this week, we would like to thank our newest patron, which is Levi Lewis. 
Thank you so much for supporting the show by joining our Patreon. Levi is actually one of my favorite names. It's one of the names I'm using in a book I'm writing. Aha. Uh-huh. And would that character be the one that is supposed to be me that gets run over by a car immediately? <laughs> no, it's the and, child. Or am I the stuffed squirrel? <laughs> You're the squirrel. The, the squirrel that's going to be, oh, well, he's definitely a main character, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, he gets hit by a car. Yeah. If you want to get extra content, you can also go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash scary savannah the link is in the show notes yeah and you're gonna want to check it out because we got some really good ones coming up yeah and we just did one about the cocaine bear yeah the cocaine bear was amazing and then we're releasing one this week about the corpse bride of Portugal or corpse queen of portugal it's it's the whole queen corpse queen of portugal i can't wait to hear that one it'll be a really good story so join Patreon. It's only like three dollars, right? To get the audio, it's just three dollars a month, right. and we've got tons of episodes. Yeah, thirty on there something already. episodes. Thirty something episodes, and well, we add at yeah. least one new one a week mm-hmm. on Sundays. This week, we were fortunate enough to interview some special guests from the podcast. Please don't follow me home. I don't know if that was uh, a reference to people like me <laughs> who might follow people home. You know, because I'm a little bit scary, especially to small children. Yeah, you do. Sp- scare small children and you kind of scared uh, one of their daughters. I did. <laughs> so listen. But that's my special gift. Yeah. All of us have to dig deep and do the things we're good at. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and play that interview for you now. And we have special guests with us here today. That would be from the podcast, Please Don't Follow Me Home, sisters Joey and Jimmy. And welcome to the podcast. Please introduce yourselves to our listeners and viewers, and would you please tell us what your podcast is about? Thank you so much for having us. My name is Joey. Hello, Joey. Oh, it's my turn now. I'm Jimmy, the sister. Okay. All right. And we're from, like you're saying, the podcast, Please Don't Follow Me Home. We like to try to specialize our best as we can in ghost hunting specifically, but we can't do that every week. So we try to talk about other kind of creepy stuff and haunted places and spooky things. Yeah, I've seen your, uh, what is the Black Eyed Kids and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've we looked into that, too. That's creepy. Creepy children. They're going to show up on the doorstep one night. The dogs won't bark because that'll be the one time I'd want them to bark. <laughs> right. I'll right. be the one time my dog doesn't go absolutely crazy. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm not dealing with that. You do it. It's not happening. There's a black eyed kid on the porch. Don't you know? I draw the line at they the Amazon up and delivery drive. Wag their tail at it. <laughs> so you have several episodes about haunted places in Georgia, which is, of course, where we are. Did you guys grow up in Georgia? I know you said you have family there. We do. We have family in Vidalia. And so um, growing up, like we would spend all of our summers in Georgia and we would spend Christmases there. And now, you know, we just we try to get back as much as we can just being adults and, you know, have to, you know, do our adult thing. Yeah. But we try to get back as much as we can. And when we do, especially now, we try to rope our cousins and family into ghost hunting with us. Okay. Georgia's definitely our ancestral home. You know, our dad was raised there. Grandparents were raised there. Um, it. We were military brats. So Georgia feels more like a home than really most places. Um, so yeah, Georgia's pretty special and we really do try and, you know, explore everything it has. We just barely scratch the surface. Right. Yeah, there's so much, yeah. That's where the onions are, right? <laughs> That's right. Home, home of the sweet onions. So is that a big deal there? Are the are the Vidalia onions like, do they have like uh, sports mascots at the schools dressed up like onions and stuff? Or I just <laughs> yeah, like to imagine yeah. it. They're, 
there's a, there's a mascot. He has an outfit. There's a fe- there's a week long festival every year. Really, uh, our, and our aunt even like helped make the mascot. Like she makes these like Vidalia onion dolls that she'll sell every year at wow. this. Wow. Um, at this, this, uh, I mean, this festival. Is a, and it's not just like a little parade down the street kind of festival. There are like carnival rides. There are air shows. It's <laughs> it's like a county fair. It's a big yeah. deal. Is it everything goes all onion themed? I mean, like onion themed like, airplanes in the air show where they're like sky riding onion shapes in the sky. I just you know, like I, they should write. They just do, you know, your normal tricks, but they need to get on that onion shape in the sky or really onion formation. You know? I'm just imagining like them selling things at like a bake sale and having like onion flavored cake. Uh, it'd be like an episode of Andy Griffith's show. It'd be like, well, Aunt B done made the onion cake again and now we got to eat it. <laughs> he loved it so they, much. They, yeah. They have like, instead of a pie eating contest, they have like an onion tart eating contest. You really? know, like they make these onion tarts. Yeah. It's a whole, oh it's my a gosh. Well, I that was, sounds delicious. I was joking. I didn't know you could make a dessert no. with an onion. Well, it's a little, well, it's savory, but well, you know. it's mostly yeah. sugar and Vidalia onions are very sweet. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. Right. Still, it's I not something I would think of as a tart, but okay. When did you guys become interested in the paranormal? Was it at a very young age or is there some incident that maybe inspired you to be interested in looking into these things like you do? I have been interested for a very, very long time. Like I remember seeing kind of little weird little things in my bedroom growing up. And, um, I've always just kind of had a weird fascination, which is kind of like, like almost like the black sheep of the family. Cause like almost no one in our family has ever like really cared about the paranormal. And so like, when I like, I would always like go to like used bookstores and right away go to like that paranormal section and just get whatever books they had on like UFOs or ghosts or anything like that. And, um, so we have family in Georgia, but we grew up in the Pacific Northwest. So, um, I had this ghost hunting book of Seattle where I would go to go to these businesses and or restaurants and just like be 13 years old, maybe even younger and just be like, so tell me about your ghosts. Oh, really? <laughs> and in like, you know, and they were so like I just loved collecting all these stories. I loved hearing all these different stories of things of like, you know, the hauntings and the, and the history. I mean, that's also a big part of it. Because it really is to me, it's also like not only is the haunting fascinating, it's really also about just learning the history that one, no one wants to talk about because it tends to be a little bit more darker. But two, it's just a fun history lesson anyway to begin with. I found that a lot of people that are into the paranormal have a fascination with history. And it's not just, oh, I'm looking for a ghost, but the stories behind the ghosts. Yeah, doing this, we've really gotten into history and we've never really been that big into it. But now I just love reading history. Well, and it feels like you're treasure hunting too, Mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes, like, of course, you're going to hear a ghost story and you want to know what's the fact and what's what's been built onto it. What is not like, you know, what people wanted to make it into an urban legend. Right. Right. So it is kind of fun to like do your dear research, do your digging, visit those historical societies and try to see what you can find that is truth. And, and then when you do find out a truth or if you do find out that, you know, it was complete BS, then it is kind of feel like like you won something almost. Right. So it's, it's, so that's been always been a lot of fun. And so on our podcast too, like I'm a full on believer. I do love to try to like debunk things and try to like, you know, if something happens, I'll try to find out like, 
if, if there was something else that could that that could have caused it. And so Jimmy is the skeptic of our podcast. She's not a ah, huge believer. Yeah. I like to call myself the open-minded skeptic. <laughs> That's okay. why you got all because, those sine waves behind you in your uh, graphic art background. <laughs> it's like your- Yeah, it's our, it's our EVPs, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I like to say I'm the open-minded skeptic in that I've never had an experience. I've never come close to anything that I think is paranormal. Uh, but I'm not- Opposed to the idea, I'm not that person who's going to, you know, just, you know, poo-poo on every little thing that comes up. I just, I've never really experienced anything that I would say, oh yeah, that was definitely paranormal. That was spooky. But like some of my favorite horror movies are the supernatural ones. So mm-hmm. those are the ones that scare me the most. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's not out there or it's not happening. I just... I've never had anything that makes me a true believer. So oh, open-minded. You, sh- you should stay in Savannah and you will. You stay longer. I, uh, <laughs> I've, I've done a fair share of time in Savannah. So. Have if you Moon stayed River- in the Marshall House? No, it's she too expensive hasn't. for me. Oh, that's the thing. We stayed there and we had an experience and he was like, well, you want to leave? And I'm like, we paid $400 to stay here. I'm, I don't care if it kills me. <laughs> I'm staying here all night. Yeah, that's we what did. she was saying. It was like, we stayed in this room. We went there, obviously, to try to have some kind of experience. And by we, I mean her and I was just there. So <laughs> we go in the room and I wouldn't say I'm a skeptic. I believe in spiritual entities. I, I believe in that, but I, I don't know if I believe in the stories that you hear in Savannah, because as you said before, there's usually quite a bit of embellishment to right. actual historical events. And a lot of times the ghost stories they're telling are more fantasy than they are based in actual reality. However, there have been a lot of people that died here under bad circumstances. And if you believe in spiritual energy, then this place is full of it. And what you experience might not be the ghost, the the ghost tour God is telling you about, but that doesn't mean there isn't something there. So right, yeah. we encountered something at the Marshall House, and it's the only ghost I've ever felt in my short years of living. <laughs> and it it was a I can't debunk it. We both experienced yeah. it, so I believe in it. So, what made you guys decide to start a podcast? It started with um, I at the time I was living in Paso Robles, California. And it's very, it's a very small town. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's wine country. And so it's up and coming with, um, it's like, the, it's like second to Napa. So it's up and coming. But the weird thing about it is that it has a lot of history and a lot of places that claimed it was haunted. So there was like a, the, the big hotel in town was haunted. There was the, um, a saloon that's supposed to have like, that's like the supposed to be the oldest building in town. Like that was supposed to be haunted. And then like, I worked about a mile away from a cemetery that had all sorts of legends and hauntings and things like that. So I, so I was just kind of like at a phase where I'm just like, I'm just kind of bored. I was like, let's pick up a new hobby and let's try ghost hunting. So I was just trying to ghost hunt and just try to see what would happen. And so that was kind of, so I started with going to the cemetery. Like it was like, and I just stopped by on my way home from work for like maybe 30 minutes at a time. And, um, I would just try to get EVPs. I would walk around, try to get pictures. And this is also in broad daylight when I would do this. And so, um, and I started doing that. And then there was one day on my third visit where I caught an EVP and I was so excited about it. I was just like freaking out about it. And so with um, that, I was kind of right. And, but so, but even before that I was sending Jimmy 
um, text messages because, you know, when you're out there ghost hunting and I'm doing this alone by myself, I feel kind of stupid because I'm like talking to myself, talking to the world. Nothing's like happening. So I'm kind of just like talking to myself, making myself feel better because I just feel dumb talking out loud. So I like send Jimmy a text message being like, how funny would it be if we started a podcast where it's like I'm I'm kind of documenting my experience being a ghost hunter, but like I'm feeling really stupid about it. So we can talk about that, <laughs> things like that, you know. Yeah. And so um, so that's kind of what started it. And then when I did catch an EVP, I was just like, oh, my gosh, we have to get this going yeah. now. I'm so excited about this. So what did the and EVP say to you? Did it was it an intelligible I was, voice? I was sitting in between some 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 gravestones. And if what really kind of kicked it off was that I started hearing like crunching of leaves around me. And I thought it, and I was like being like, you know, there's ground squirrels up here. There's something in the bushes right there. So I was trying to talk loud to get whatever creature it was to go away. And so, and then I realized as I'm talking that it does sound like footsteps coming to and from and walking around me. So as I'm trying to say, like, you know, like there's something in the bushes. And I was like, well, I came up here one time and I saw a bunch of deer. And almost as soon as I said, deer, you hear a male's voice on my EVP say yes. Ooh. And then right after that was when I made the res- made the realization that these were footsteps and they were walking around me. Yeah. And so that's when I'm kind of like, hello, like, is somebody there? And I swear it was like almost like I felt like if I looked down the path, I would have just seen somebody like peek out from behind a tree. Like I was expecting <laughs> that and nothing happened. And all of a sudden the footsteps just stopped and I have it all on recording. So you can hear the footsteps start. You can hear the footsteps stop and you can hear the EVP. And so I just, I didn't catch it until I got home later that night. And so I wish I would have done it right then and there to try to communicate a little bit more. Yeah. (laughs) You got to catch it when it's hot. We found because sometimes you can get some stuff and we just stayed at the 1790 because uh, it was a romantic Valentine's day getaway for Crystal. And she wanted to be terrified and spooked by the ghost of Anna, who is the famous ghost that lives there. Unfortunately, the only thing that happened to us was she took my leather jacket and threw it in the floor off the bed. Yeah, but, that's about it. And she also said drown in pig's blood. But I don't know if that has any correlation <laughs> whatsoever through the little app I had on the phone. So, so how often do you go out on investigations? And uh, can you tell us a little bit about what kind of equipment you use to do what you do? We haven't been doing it as much recently. Um, I recently moved to Hawaii and just been very busy with settling in here. And, um, I actually, I, I'm a, I'm a ghost tour guide for a ghost tour here now. So that's kind of the closest I've been really doing to investigations these days. Jimmy kind of travels a lot more than I do. So she tends to like, I send her out on missions every now and then. I I live in Seattle and there's not a whole lot of like famously haunted places in Seattle. Uh, not a lot of folks are kind of into that. So it's, it, um, it's a little harder to find locations in Seattle, but yeah, when I travel, I try and find a spot. Um, and I think I've done, what have I done? Like three by myself. Yeah. And, yeah. And then like the equipment that we use, we use, um, we have handheld voice recorders. We have, um, uh, we use like an app on our phone, which I mean, you know, we understand, take it with a grain of salt. It's mm-hmm. apps are mainly used for entertainment, but we have caught in some very interesting things on this app. Um, I have an EMF meter, 
And so those are our base. Those are our bigger ones. Um, I do, like I'm saying, I do, I do tours here now, ghost tours. And when I'm on, when I'm on the ghost tours, I've gotten to play with the spirit box now. So that's been very fun and interesting. I'm sure your uh, patrons on your ghost tour probably entertain when you break out the high tech tools and show them, Hey, this is how we find the ghosts. Yeah, they do. It's, and it's, 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 they get really excited about that. And so that is a lot of fun. Cause I also get to kind of like, get a little bit scientific and just be like, well, here's an EMF meter. Here's what exactly what it does. Here's what we, what it's supposed to do, you know? And so, and then like, you know, same with the REM pods that we use on certain tours and then like the spirit. So like, I, I like to go really deep into it and people tend to really appreciate that. I bet the crowds really like the REM pod because we've yeah, been around like those before. Pod. That th- Those are pretty bright, shiny lights, noises mm-hmm. going off if something gets near it. We only use that when we have a, a, a tour that we go to a battleground and that one's kind of more of an investigation versus a like an actual tour. Like we'll give you the history, but we go out and we just try to, you know, get as much evidence as we can. And that's when we set up the REM pods there is like we'll set it on like walls or like this monument, things like that. I like I um I enjoy using and I don't the high tech stuff isn't necessarily my my groove, but I like photography in gen, uh, mm-hmm. as a tool. And so I try and use like my SLR camera as well as my phone to see if that kind of, you know, the difference of cameras and film um, might capture something that I can't see. So that's, I don't, I'm not a high techie person. I just kind of do the the straight on photography stuff. So are there a lot of places that are haunted in Hawaii? There are. So it's kind of gotten to like, you know, there's kind of this whole like spirituality and belief mm-hmm. with, with the, with the Hawaiians here. And um, I mean, it's very, very deep into their history and their beliefs and it's also kind of goes along with the fact that like almost any time they've found, they've had to build a building, they've found bones. Mm-hmm. Um, the ancient Hawaiians were very into sacrifice here. And then there was also the fact like the, the most famous ghost story that Hawaii has is the night marchers. Um, are you guys familiar with the night marchers? Never heard of it. I am, but please feel free to elaborate for Crystal's benefit. Yeah, thank you. So the night marchers are so back when the first king, King Kamehameha, he um, he had he had a set of there was a set of rules that you had to abide by every day to get to get by through life. So. Some of these rules were things such as like, you were not allowed to look the king in the eye. You were not allowed to come in contact with the king. Um, you know, you, your shadow even was not allowed to come in contact with the king. When you mm. saw him, you were supposed to be, you were supposed to bow down. What would, um, so there, so he would, there was this king's trail around the island, but specifically the big island of Hawaii. I mean, these, the night marchers have been seen on all the islands, but this is kind of more for the big island, but there was a king's trail all around the island, how then that's how King Kamehameha got around to go visit the villages. So there would be a procession of warriors ahead of him and kind of like warning people like the king is coming, show your respect, bow down. So today it is said that this procession still walks the island and it's not a good thing if you see them. Like, you know, people have said that they've had family members go missing shortly <laughs> after seeing them. They have said that people have died shortly after seeing them or gotten hurt or really sick. So they're kind of like a bad omen if you see them. And how you see them is, you know, like them by their torches. You can hear them chanting. You can hear there's the sound of their feet and their drums. And if you do see them, you are supposed to bow down. And so that's and that's just how you show your respect. And it's, it's you get brownie points, too, if you get naked 
pee yourself and bow down. Okay. It sounds like something that would happen in Savannah. Specific. <laughs> but yeah, but there's a, usually alcohol involved yeah, that's what in I meant. situations. You know. Well, that so, sounds so terrifying. I mean, that's the night marchers in a nutshell. I mean, there's like so many stories to go along with them. And, and it's like a lot of Hawaiians here have had experiences with them. And it really is fascinating to hear all these stories, but that's kind of the big, big ghost story around Hawaii. But I live in um, Kailua Kona specifically, and there's plenty of places up and down here that are, that are haunted. Okay. So would you say, Percentage-wise, just just a guess, how many of these people that you've talked to have actually removed their clothing and uh, <laughs> shown reverence to the night marchers? Would you say it's in the high 60s, 70 percent? I can say I haven't actually met somebody that has removed their clothes. It's just the stories I've heard that you're supposed to do. Okay. okay. <laughs> Happens all the time. As I mentioned earlier, you have several episodes about Georgia, and I listened to your episode about Savannah where you visited Factors Walk, the Marshall House, and Colonial Park Cemetery. And I saw the photos that you captured in the cemetery. Creepy. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that for our listeners? Colonial Park, um, you know, as you know, it closes. It, it No one's allowed in after sundown, but you mm-hmm. can still walk the perimeter. And so that was kind of my goal is, um, you know, I was just kind of saying, you know, I went during the day. I have some, I'm going to go back this evening. And I was really, uh, Joey taught me when I'm taking pictures, take three in a row, don't move your camera, just keep it going. Um, There was another girl that was kind of walking around the perimeter too. And she said that, you know, use your flash, don't use your flash. Um, Sometimes weird things pop up. And I just kind of realized that that Spanish moss really plays tricks with your eyes in Mm -hmm. terms of, was that a ghost? Um, Quick, get your clothes off. Quick, quick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of walking the perimeter. I'm taking photos. I'm taking a couple of videos. I don't see anything except the Spanish moss dancing. And so I'm like, I'm going to review some of my recordings, some of my video. I'm just going to take a moment to review. And the first couple of photos I saw, there were these shadow figures on the other, like, I mean, the other side of the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably like a football field uh, from where I was standing, you know, they were just standing there and they were super humanoid. And so, you know, I look up and there's nothing there. And so I take a, I take a couple more photos and a video and now there's more shadow figures, but again, I can't see anything. I don't see these figures. I look at the video, they're slightly moving just a little bit. So I look up to see if I can see just something moving um, on the other side of the cemetery. And I just, I swear, I could not see anything with my naked eye. Um, so I took a couple more photos and by that time they were gone. So I had taken six photos, reviewed them, then taken a video. And the video's 40 seconds long. So all of this probably took the the span of two minutes. And I never saw a person walking the cemetery. I never saw anything. Um, but it was there on on the video on the film. So, yeah, I know I saw it, the pictures and they look really like this, like they're real figures. Yeah. It's not like a just, mm-hmm. well, that might be a person. It really looks like people. They yeah. Really and, that, and that's that's what, you know, in one of those I'm looking at the photos and I'm just kind of going, you know, maybe somebody jumped the fence. Um, and these are just folks standing over there because they do look so humanoid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the only thing that kind of gave me pause about the whole situation is I just couldn't see them mm-hmm. with my naked eye. I just could not well, see them. Well, that's even more 
proof. <laughs> so how does that <laughs> affect not really your there. skepticism? Yeah, you know, does you're that, the skeptical one. Does that uh, pull that down just a little bit? Or you're like, well, no, it's I, an artifact on the camera lens. I, you know, blew off. I mean, I, I'm not entirely convinced just because it could be someone who jumped yeah. the fence that the cops haven't gotten to yet. It could. Um, it could have, you know, it could, it, it, it's, it's not definitive for me. It's just, um, it's the closest thing I've had to an experience. Um, but I don't know. I still think there, there are too many why it's not ghosts versus why it is ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that. Since you've been to Savannah, do you agree that it's the most haunted city in America? I haven't been to every city in America, so I don't know. <laughs> that you've been to? <laughs> it's the rumor is what yeah, they say. Yeah, it's got yeah. the moniker say, of being the most haunted city in America is what a lot of people say. I would say yes. Maybe a close second would be St. Augustine. Mm, yeah, um, good one. But I I mean, I would I would say it is just because of all of the disease, the wars, everything mm-hmm. that's kind of happened in Savannah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just not even that historical part, but then, you know, the indigenous people who were kicked off that land, the drunk kids who fall in the river. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. happens. Um, and well, and you know, my favorite place in Savannah. Um, is the pirate house with mm-hmm. the tunnels. Yes. And we like, and you know, I was kind of talking to some people. I didn't get an opportunity to investigate, but I was talking to some people at the bar and you know, the whole, uh, the, the lore of Shanghaiing these folks through the tunnels. There's no real proof that happened, but that has become such a, an important part of yeah. like Savannah ghost stories. And I love it. It's my favorite. So we stayed, like he said, at the 1790 Inn the other day, and I heard, Joey, was it you that had the little funny story about visiting there yes. years ago, but not scary, but just funny? No. Yes, it was um, my it was my, my husband. It was like our first, we met in Atlanta. I used to live in Atlanta, and um, I had a friend's band who was playing in Savannah, so we planned the weekend to go see my friend's band, and um we so we got back to the hotel, you know, drunkenly, and um, we we go to we go to get into the hotel, and my um, husband boyfriend at the time was just I I got to the porch and I went to go put our key into the door because as you know after it's more of like kind of like a house to like get yeah. bed and breakfast so at a certain time they just lock the doors and you have the key to get in and out. So I go up to the porch and my husband's like, Joey, this isn't, this isn't our hotel. I'm like, yes, it is. It's, we're fine. We're okay. This is the hotel. He's like, it's not the hotel. And I'm looking down at the door key and it's like the old timey key, like mm-hmm. keyhole, you know? Yeah. And he's like, the key's not going to fit. And I'm like, yes, it will. Watch me. <laughs> and then like, it took me like another like minute until I looked over and realized the, the 1790 was the next house over from us. <laughs> I just like was trying to break into like this random house. So sorry, whoever's house that was that saw me that night trying to get the key in there. Yeah. And then I felt really silly. <laughs> it's an honest mistake. I mean, everybody they do look Savannah. similar. Yeah. I mean, once you've seen a house and you've seen a key, they all look the same. <laughs> so it's an understandable occurrence. Yeah. Like he said, we didn't really have much of an experience there this time. So we got to go back and check that out again later. Yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't stay like, cause at the time it was just kind of like, I knew it was a haunted, ha- haunted place. Um, but we weren't there to like really do anything haunted, it, you know? So I was just like, and it was actually pretty cheap for the time that we went. So mm-hmm. I was like, why not? Like, I know this is a haunted place. Let's, 
just go check it out. And we actually stayed in the room underneath the haunted one. Okay. And, um, but yeah, nothing, nothing happened, but who knows? I was probably just too drunk to know or tell at the time. So <laughs> yeah, you, you had some of that liquid courage coursing through your veins. So you exactly. didn't experience the spirit world, at least in the sense of the actual ethereal spirits, maybe some of the uh, liquid spirits, the liquid spirits. Yeah. So talking about the 1790, um, being in Savannah, do you have any plans to come back to Savannah at any point and maybe go check out some places around here for your investigations? I mean, I'm going to try and come back um, or I'm going to try and go there for Easter to visit family, um, just depending on how much time we actually have. Like, I would love to try and do go, and go to Savannah and do an overnight stay somewhere. Um, it just depends on how much time we have, because just, you know, just depends on how much flights are and how much I can actually, you know, spend time there without taking away from visiting family. I'm telling if you, I can work stay it at the Marshall budget, House. I know if I can work it in my budget, I really want to stay at the Marshall I House. But I'd, lo- I'd love to like really spend some time at Moon River. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just like, really kind of, you know, get deep in, in to what, um, into the ghosts of Moon River. I just, I think it's, I hear so many stories about it and just visiting like best people having a drink in the bar um, can feel a presence. And so I, in my opinion, that's the most, the moon river is most intriguing uh, to me at this point. So next time I go back, I'm going to try and, um, you know, work with moon river and, and, and spend, you know, a couple hours there at least. Have you taken a tour where they take you upstairs? I haven't. I just drink in the bar. No, (laughs) I, my dad and I did a pub crawl ghost tour one time. Um, speaking of other drunken nights, um, <laughs> and I can't—I don't think they took us upstairs. I think they just took us down to the basement. I don't remember going upstairs. Uh, I don't know if they used to, but I know they do now. We've been up there several times, and we haven't really seen anything of any note in there. But they have a lot of stories that it is really haunted. So, of all the places that you guys have investigated, what do you consider the most haunted that you've experienced pine street saloon that's been our favorite one we talk about that that one a lot and on our podcast um that's the the bar i was telling about in paso robles that um it's it's it was the oldest building in paso robles and it's a saloon and um it used to be a hotel it used to be a bar it has all has had several people die within it um and it's now it is it is now still a bar, but the cool thing is the the guy that owns it he changed the upstairs, which the upstairs used to be a brothel back in the day, and he changed the upstairs that has about six bedrooms up there, and they're very small rooms. They're only big enough to fit like a twin size bed. So um, if you're if you've drank too much, he will either a take you home in his limo he has specifically for the bar. <laughs> or two, you can crash in one of these rooms to sleep it off because he's like, no one's leaving my bar with a DUI. He's okay. like, I will make that impossible for you. But in doing that, he has gotten so many people claiming that it's very, very haunted. And um, I went up there and had like a 20 minute investigation. And with me being up there for 20 minutes, I caught an EVP of a woman laughing in one of the rooms my EMF meter, like I did like a sweep of the entire upstairs. My EMF meter would stay zero. And then I would start talking and all of a sudden it would turn red and start beeping. And I could like, ask the ghosts to kind of come and go, um, you know, like come back to me, come back to me and talk to me some more. And they'd come back over and my EMF meter would start going off again. And towards the end of the investigation, like I like the reason why our podcast is called, please don't follow me home is because 
at the end of every investigation, I try to do some kind of, um, if you want to call it a blessing, just kind of say like, you know, thank you so much for allowing me to be in your space. I don't mean any disrespect. I'm here to learn about you. I'm here for you, but please do not follow me home. <laughs> yeah. And, that's important. and so, yeah, very important. And so, um, so as I was doing my little sign off, a light goes off right next to me. And I didn't think much about it. Cause again, this is kind of in the middle of the day, you know, the bar is starting to get bumping downstairs. So I was like, maybe they're starting to turn on the lights outside or something. But as I got done talking, I turned to, to the side and it's an old timey lamp that just went off that just came on, on the, on the table right next to me. And I turned to it and I said, can you turn it off for me? And it turned it and it, and it went off. Really? So then by this point I get out my phone and I, and I start messing with the, like, like asking it to like, you know, turn on and off and things like that. And I got it on my camera at least once that, hmm. and that's on our social medias. You can see the video up there. I haven't but, seen um, that yet. I'll have to check that out for sure. But I think, I think cool. one of the more compelling pieces of this evidence, I wasn't there. I didn't get, to, I wasn't. But I, I called her as soon as I left. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was in the middle of a meeting and I thought somebody had died. Um, She just kept calling me. Um, And so, but I think the most compelling piece of this evidence is, you know, she played, Joey played with the wires and it's an old building. It could be faulty wiring. It could be a lot of things. But if you listen to the video, you can actually hear the click of the light. Oh, wow. So it's one of those lamps where it had like the bar through it. So you have to like push it each way. Mm -hmm. You can hear that click as it goes on and off. Just kind of, you know, it, it's not faulty wiring. You can hear the the mechanics of the lamp. You're you're the basically the skeptic of the two, I guess you said. So, what would it take for you to be able to just say, "Hey, that's a ghost"? Um, I think I would need to see it to see an apparition in a close vicinity. So, you know, like in the same room type mm-hmm. type of thing. I think that's what it would take. I mean, I think EVPs are intriguing, but sometimes, you know, it's just one of those like, am I hearing, you know, bathe in pig's blood or am I thinking (laughs) I'm hearing I'm bathing in pig's blood? You know, like, um, so I think I I think to be a true believer, I would need to actually see an apparition in front of me. The only one he's ever actually seen is at the Marshall House. Yes. Room 404. That's where you need to go. It was terrifying. I, I guess I really just need to, you know, budget and just make that a priority. It you was guys, worth you, you it. You guys seem to seem to have good luck there. We have stayed, we, we're trying to stay at like all the haunted hotels downtown, but you know, it's expensive. So we don't do it all the time. And so we've been to the Foley house, which is haunted 1790, which we didn't have much. And then Marshall house. And where else did we go? I think we stayed in another one. Uh, Forsyth Park. Forsyth Inn. Park in. So oh we, yeah. Forsyth. Forsyth Park has a has a reputation. Yeah, and I don't think. Well, we, we were visited by a ghost there. Which which one was it that kept uh, turning the TV on, wanting to watch? That like, was the cold Foley House. That was something. the Foley House. Oh. <laughs> and it's like this one's about me. This one's about this one's about me. Turn it on. <laughs> really though, but we were most of the places we've stayed in Savannah, we haven't felt negative energy. And whether or not yeah. you believe in spirits, I believe you can feel something. You know, we yeah. we and I'm not very intuitive and i'm not saying it in the sense of some people i think call themselves intuitives or whatever i just mean i'm just generally not intuitive and i'm sort of dense as far (laughs) as these things going on so i don't really sense stuff but crystal 
like wherever we go, she's like, she can feel the energies in the place. We went to Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum in Vegas because we have a severe so crippling so good. gambling addiction. So we go to Vegas as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, we go several times a year. And she was, uh, she almost passed out in the room that was mm-hmm. dedicated to uh, Jack Kevorkian. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, he has the van. Yeah, the van was there. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I could literally probably be standing beside Charles Manson's corpse and be like, eh. <laughs> What's going on here? You know, but but she I, senses I, it. I think I'm with you. I have no sensitivity for that kind of thing, and I think that's part of why I I'm a bit of a skeptic, and I haven't had a lot of experiences. Is because I don't feel like I'm open to them in terms of my sensitivity to that that type of thing. So you don't feel the, the that kind of presence. Uh, how about you, Joey? Do you feel like you feel the uh, energy? From the ghosts or the spirits, does it? Uh, do you have like a sensitivity for that kind of thing? I don't, like I don't want to say I'm sensitive, and I don't like. I can kind of feel, like you know have that feeling like you know the, the 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 chicken skin or the hairs on the back of your neck standing up. I think like the only time I've had a real experience like that really was where is in Char- the Charleston jail. Um, I did a tour there, and up on the top level of the tour. Um, the, like all of a sudden I just like felt like I was about to throw up. Like I was just like almost like bent over and, you know, and, and you know, it's hot and muggy in Charleston, very similar to Georgia. So it was mm-hmm. kind of very much like, why am I feeling this way? Cause I was thinking it was the heat. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I feeling this way? I'm used to this. This isn't a problem. And I was about to excuse myself from the tour to go out. And, um, all of a sudden, um, the tour guide starts to mention how, like, like I, I can't remember if it was like associated with the jail or maybe the person who lived in that, in that room at one point, but um, how they did not like women mm-hmm. and how he was like an abuser and how a lot of women will go into this room and feel sick all of a sudden. And that's exactly how I was feeling. And, and that like in a weird way, it made me feel a little better. If you, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Cause I was like, okay, I'm not going crazy that I'm having this feeling right now. But I mean, I would say that's like the closest I've ever gotten to like a sensitivity or a sensitive moment. But other than that, I can like, I, I only, I only say if something's haunted is if it's like, Something actually happens, you know. I think this bedroom podcast studio we're sitting in is haunted. Oh, it's definitely haunted. It's haunted. This <laughs> house was built in the 30s, and it. We've had uh, our kids used to live here with us for a while before they're all out on their own now, either living on their own or at college. Two were in college, and two and were on their own. They would hear things because it's a two-story house. They would hear sounds in the kitchen. They'd hear footsteps. They, I think they said they heard voices. Yeah, they think someone's in the kitchen, but neither one of them were in there, and we were downstairs. Yes, and stuff just falls off the wall sometimes, which, you know, can be explained away and debunked, obviously. But some of the things we have in here, it just doesn't make sense. Like, for example, I'm going to move this camera. I don't know if you can see this on top of that bed stand. There's a picture. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's a hand-drawn picture. We actually got that at the uh, Penn & Teller show in Las Vegas. They picked out Crystal as part of their magic act and actually oh, wow. drew her. Obviously during COVID. And they, re- <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they revealed it at the end of the act. It was a pretty amazing thing. But it's, it's a pretty big, heavy piece of poster board. There's no air in here. And the thing just flies off the, the bed, falls down onto the bed. There's no reason it would. Pictures on the other wall over this side have fallen off on the other side of the wall, which is mm-hmm. where our little gaming nook is. Mm-hmm. 
it's this house is definitely haunted and, and, I, and I refuse to do any investigations in my own house because I'm afraid it will start saying pig blood <laughs> drown. And uh, at I least the ghosts stay that. up here and not downstairs. Yeah, I'm scared of ghosts. And she's not. She loves ghosts. She's like not terrified at all. She was wanting to stay there when because she got attacked by one at the Marshall House, actually held her down on the bed and she couldn't move or talk or whatever. And terrifying. even still, it was terrifying. she didn't want to leave the hotel. Not after you pay $400, like, I ain't leaving. I was like, I'm staying. Literally, please don't follow me home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one that's ever been scary. Usually they're just mischievous or, you know, they're not, yeah. not out to kill you. Yeah, that's the only, <laughs> what I was trying to get at, I think, for our break was, is that every place we've gone in Savannah, Seems to have like a playful, mischievous kind of energy, if you mm-hmm. if you interpret it that way, except for the Marshall House. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like they'll turn TVs on and off, stuff like that, but they're not trying to. And the Sorrel Weed House, that oh, one's yeah. sort of messed up too. Oh yeah, everyone I've always talked to in Savannah and tried to get their, um, you know, their take on their ghost story. What did you experience? You're up, you know. I'm just going to echo what you guys have been saying. These regardless of the tragedy that's happened in Seattle or Seattle, Savannah, um, these ghosts are very playful. They're very mm-hmm. nice. They, you know, they just kind of it's the Southern hospitality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were it, raised it, right. <laughs> it, it, it travels. The Southern hospitality travels through the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Yeah. And they like to hang out in bars too. Like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's probably why most of the ghosts are happy because yeah. they're all drunk. Yeah. <laughs> We, we stopped by um, the old Pink House restaurant, and he had out his app that it'll say words, you know, spell out yeah. words. And he asked it something, and it said it wanted tacos. <laughs> it was like, maybe he's tired of the menu that they're serving. And here. I took that as a 100% legit response <laughs> yeah. from an actual spirit. And I was like, oh, Colonel Mustard wants some tacos. <laughs> maybe they'll have tacos on the menu next. All they got here is that fancy fish and them yeah, little filet like, mignons. Fancy. We got to help him out. <laughs> But Taco Bell was closed, so yeah. we couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Say, just run across the street, go to Taco Bell, bring it yeah. back. Leave I, an offering. I fixed the haunting. <laughs> You're welcome, Pink House. Exactly. So if you, either of you or both of you together could go do an investigation anywhere in the world, what would be your number one place? I really want to go to Lent Mansion. Where's that? It's in St. Louis. Okay. It's, um, it was like one of the first families, like it's what Jimmy help me out here with the history. I can't quite is it, like, they have like, they, they kind of started like Budweiser almost. Right. Cause it was like one of the first, like oldest breweries or something. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the oldest continual up, uh, sure. brewery, but it's one of the founding breweries of the United States. And so it's in St. Louis and I like, this was like the, I, I say this is like one of the first ghost tours I've ever been on. We used to live in a small town outside of St. Louis and our mom took us on a tour of this mansion and they tell like, it wasn't really a ghost tour, but they told you all about the ghosts, no matter what. And I was like, that was like so fascinating to me, but terrifying at the same time. Like I remember them being like, Oh, we see the lavender lady over here. And I remember like walking by bedrooms, like going like this, so I like, wouldn't look in and see him. But, um, but no, this place is supposed to be like super haunted. Um, lots of people have died within the house, whether it be accidents or suicides, everyone that's gone through there has practically said it's, um, it's, you know, some kind of experience has happened and it's a bed and breakfast. And so that's something, a place I've always really wanted to go and 
investigate. And they do this thing on New Year's where like in their old um, uh, cellar, beer cellars, they'll have like a swinging 20s, like New Year's Eve party. Well, OK, all of us are going to go to St. Louis for New Year's. We'll have and- a big joining together of the podcast. <laughs> yes, I a needed summit. a reason to get a flapper dress and now awesome. I have one. So that's on my list of things to do is I want to go to the swinging 20s New Year's Eve party and do an investigation there. Well, now that's my number one place. (laughs) Well, it sounds fun, right? It does. So, Jimmy, do you agree or is your idea of number one different? Uh, My number one would be different. I think if I had the opportunity to do a proper investigation anywhere in the world, it would be Tower of London. Uh, in, In just terms of as kind of the skeptic, I want like that high rate of return. There have mm-hmm. been so many people that have been killed and lived and died and murdered, uh, executed. You want to say um, a headless Anne Boleyn. <laughs> well, who don't? <laughs> I just want to see her carry it around. <laughs> exactly. How will I know it? How will I know it's her if she doesn't have a head? Exactly. Well, you've already <laughs> said that if she doesn't appear in the room with you, you ain't going to believe it anyway. <laughs> so if she has her head in her hand, that's just going to make it like 25% more believable. I will I will take back anything I've ever said if I see Anne Boleyn carrying her head around Tower of London. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 would, I would probably say Tower of London because it's uh, reported to be incredibly haunted. Um, so much tragedies there that I just feel like it would be the most successful uh, place I could go. The other place that I would be really interested in, I haven't heard ghost stories about it specifically, but the catacombs in Paris. Oh, yeah. Um, just in terms of you know, during the, while Paris was being built up as a major city in the world, they had to relocate a bunch of bodies and um, dig out mass graves and they just put them underground in, under the city of Paris. And so um, you can take these tours where you're just walking these long tunnels and there's just bones, miles and miles and miles of bones um, in, in, I think they said something like it's about 400 miles of tunnel and oh, wow. just bone, bones uh, line the, the walls the entire way. Um, so while I haven't heard anything, I, I would just be interested to see if anyone down there has anything to say. So That probably would be a very yeah, good place cool. to do some EVPs, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Little rim pot action. Wear your Indiana Jones jacket and hat because the, temp, the last crusade, you know, it's basically you're reliving it. You know, <laughs> was that Paris? I don't remember. I don't think, I think that was Paris. Was, I think it was uh, Venice. Yeah, Venice. But it's basically the same. <laughs> That's thing, exactly Crystal. what I was I mean, thinking of when you when she was talking. Filmed it in Paris. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Venice. But I okay. was too busy looking at Indiana Jones. Come on, <laughs> his cool hat. It's, yeah, I have his jacket, so yeah. you know I'm halfway to that level of cool myself. <laughs> I said before we let you go, do either of you have any ghost experiences that you want to share that you haven't already? I think another cool one that Jimmy and I both did together and was um, we were staying at the Paso Robles Inn. We did a night there and um, we didn't catch a whole lot on that trip on that night. But like the moment we stepped, like we got into our room and we decided to kind of start experimenting and kind of start to, you know, just see what we could do. We caught an EVP on not only my handheld recorder, but like our camera that was also filming in the room. And like to this day, I still can't really figure out what it's saying, but it sounds like a woman's voice. And it either sounds like she's saying, what is the message or what are these messes? 
because Aww. we were thinking that like we came in, we just kind of dropped our crap all over the room and just, you know, like right away, just kind of got down to ghost hunting. So we were kind of laughing. Like the last thing Jimmy says, or like, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, like, you know, are you ready to start this? I say that to Jimmy and Jimmy goes, I'm ready. And I say, okay, what should I ask? And then it's, then you hear the EVP. And then, um, and again, I, we caught it on two different devices too, which was pretty cool. But yeah, we still can't make it out if it's saying, what is the message or what are these messes? Because we just made a mess of the room. Uh-oh, maybe it doesn't um, like messes. It, that's you. And that's going to be me form. in the afterlife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe bothering people. Well, and there was a story of um, the, the stories at the end where they talk about like there's uh, cleaning ladies. Like you can hear the storage area where they keep the cleaning supplies. That's um, supposedly stuff falls off the shelves. Um, cleaning supplies are just kind of uh, strewn about. So they think that one of the cleaning ladies is haunting this place. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of messes and she was yeah. mad that I'm going to have to <laughs> clean all this up. <laughs> well, and then it was really cool because we actually filmed or not filmed, excuse me. We recorded our, um, our episode the next morning of our stay. And as I'm editing the episode, we caught an EVP while recording. Mm. And so like, there's a part and I, I messed up on Jimmy's audio in this episode. So like, <laughs> but I, don't had matter. To, like I got the EVP don't need <laughs> that. I've well, I got the EVP. That's the only thing that like, only reason I heard it was because with Jimmy's audio, I had to like cut all of her audio, put it into a separate track and like turn it up all the way pretty much. Dang and in, in doing that, um, Jimmy's talking at one point and, un- and as Jimmy's talking, you hear a whisper of somebody say wine room underneath as she's talking Ooh. so it's and so we obviously we didn't catch it at the time of recording it but the next episode we kind of do a follow-up where we like talk about a couple other things that we've kind of thought about and marinated on about the Paso Robles in and I, I and I share what I found then so it's that was I think that was also pretty cool that was a lot of fun I know you guys have a resident paranormal expert in your house yes me <laughs> yeah uh who is that she it's my daughter Okay. And she always gives the cutest little answers. I mean, it's our, our expert is one of our favorite guests just because we, we were having this whole conversation about dogs and kids and how they do have that sensitivity. Mm-hmm. They're more open to um, the paranormal. And, you know, she's just a little you know, spark plug. And so we were, she and I were talking about something one day, I think it was Ghostbusters or something like that. And I just, we fa- fell down this rabbit hole of just, asking her questions about <laughs> ghosts. Yep. She's, she's very knowledgeable. She gives great answers. And when she doesn't know the answer to a question, she will tell you no. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, that's a dumb question. Next question. It's an important question. We need answers. I think my favorite one, we did um, a, a Houdini series. And I think it was the third part three of the Houdini series. She has um, a little book that's all about Houdini, but in like, you know, kid form. And she was like showing, showing Jimmy the pictures of the book and things like talking about it. <laughs> she shows Jimmy a character and Jimmy goes, oh, he's handsome. And she just goes, are you going to marry that guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's just so cute. 
that would be uh we 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 attempted that with our dogs but it's not quite as cute and they mostly just bark really loud and knock things over <laughs> and so. we do a segment called layla and coffee talk that's our dogs that's and we right. just talk about our dogs so. <laughs> our yeah. kids are not funny anymore yeah. they're all grown up so. all of our kids are at least 20 or older yeah. so it's just at this point they uh, we only see them when they either want money, money. <laughs> or it's uh, time for like some sort of a uh, family, family event. event. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's mm-hmm. birthday. <laughs> but that frees us up to go out and hunt ghosts. You know, we got to take care or of Or go to Vegas. Or go to Vegas. <laughs> we actually just got we back just got Vegas. Back. Yeah. About a week or so ago. Yeah. So I'm already ready to go back. Yeah. So we really appreciate both of you coming on to the podcast with us and telling us about your stories. I, I found it pretty entertaining. Yeah. Really, actually. Now and we got some new ideas of what to do. Where yeah, to what flapper party? <laughs> yeah, come on! How could that possibly go wrong? <laughs> so we have been talking to uh, the "Please Don't Follow Me Home" podcast. So if you guys could let our listeners and viewers know, how can they find you, and what various social medias, or do you have a YouTube or anything? If you could just let them know. Absolutely. So we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So Facebook, just please don't follow me home. Um, on Instagram, it's PDFMH uh, underscore podcast. So you can find us on Twitter at PDFMH. Um, and those are our socials. We love to post any, like, you know, like we're talking about throughout this podcast is like, you know, any kind of evidence we have, whether it's pictures of Savannah or the lantern going off, or we have the EVP that we caught at the Paso Robles Inn is up there as well. Um, so check us out, listen to us. We are on most streaming platforms and you can also email us at please don't follow me home at gmail.com. And I would highly recommend doing that because they both seem like very professional people who can come to your house and investigate for ghosts. <laughs> and it might not be your house when they get there, but they're going to put the key into the door and they're getting into the house. So there will be a ghost one way or another is what I'm saying. Joey will find a way. I'll <laughs> yeah. find a way and don't worry. And you'll be standing across the street taking pictures the whole time in three shot bursts <laughs> as the cops show up. And I'm going to tell her, I want, want nothing to do with this kid. Okay. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, for all our listeners and viewers, please go and listen to them. And give them likes and subscriptions, and ratings, and, and all that good, jazz. wonderful things that everybody wants on a podcast. Yeah. And uh, while you're like at getting it, getting a five star review is like so exciting when you get one. Yeah. yeah. When it pops up, <laughs> yeah. people tell us like from Ohio or various places says, you know, we learned a lot about Savannah and we want to come down there and check it out because of your podcast. I and think the strangest one is when someone said they listened to our podcast to go to sleep. <laughs> Oh, is that a good thing or not? I'm not sure, but I feel like it's a lot better than what you do with some podcasts when you hate listening yeah, to. Yeah, I hate listening to some, but she does. You, you, do, you, you, you do have very soothing voices. You do. I don't know if it's I like that I'm, it. miss, I'm missing home in the accent, but it's very soothing. I did see you sort of dozing off a little bit right there, so I don't know. Maybe that. <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you, you're, you're entertaining. I hate we couldn't have uh, the guest on to give us some answers about ghosts oh yeah you're a paranormal paranormal expert (laughs) expert well if you really want to i could call her in well i would if you want to i would love to listen to some ghost wisdom you got a question for her yeah you have to come up with a question for her oh that's not a problem so can can she hear us can you hear him yeah yeah so i heard you know a whole lot about ghosts is that right yeah you do i do so tell me this what color is a ghost's favorite color? Maybe green. 
Baby green. Color. Baby green. That's and a good color. Why do you think they like baby green? As they're, they're ghosts. Oh, of perfect course. logic. That does make perfect sense. It does. Okay, I've got one more question for you. If yes. go, if if ghosts wanted to get something to eat, do you think they would rather have a hamburger or a hot dog or something else? A hamburger. Why do you think Why a they hamburger? Want that? Yeah. Because they love hamburgers. Do you have any evidence to back up that statement? No? Uh-uh. But you're my expert. <laughs> oh my goodness. She, right, you done? She's All like, right. look, I don't Hi, take Josie. I don't take questions. I don't take questions. Her time is money. Look, look, it's very important, you know, uh blues clues going on in the other room. I gotta get back in there. Whatever they right. watch these days. Or whatever kids watch these days. That was like twenty something yeah, years I don't ago. Think it's blues clues. Our kids watch blues clues. That was like twenty five years yeah. ago, wasn't it? I'm so old. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for bringing her in and let me ask her questions. I, I love to talk to children, but I frighten them. So she's probably gonna have nightmares tonight about the scary disembodied voice. Oh, she's fine. Why, why does that blonde lady sound like a redneck man? <laughs> At least she's pretty, Crystal, and you didn't scare her with your face. Okay. So that's important. Okay, so I guess if that's it, then uh, we can wrap it up now. And once again, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, to sit thank down you. And talk it's good to us. meet you guys. And well, thank the, you so guys. much for having us. Yeah, You're and welcome. if and if you guys come great. back to Savannah again, let us know. Maybe we can get. Yeah, together. we can all go on a pub crawl. That. Yeah, we go on a pub crawl, and you can show us how to get to one of Brett, the ends. Brett here. can climb the uh, fence at the Colonial Park. Yeah, he said, you know, just jump the fence. They can't get all of us. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going all different directions. Somebody's going to get scatter. a video of a goat. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys have a wonderful evening, and thanks so much for your time. Maybe if they make it back to Savannah, we can get together and go hunt some ghosts with them. That'd be fun. Yeah, perhaps. And maybe they'll show up in the cemetery like they did for her. That, that was really that cool. That would be great. I would mostly be interested in seeing how many houses we could accidentally break into <laughs> yeah. while trying to get into our room at a <laughs> yeah, haunted inn. Let's use a key and just try to go in somewhere and see how that goes. Yeah. A lot of people nowadays have the keypads on their doors, though. Like almost every house on this island has a keypad. They do. And I know a lot of the numbers. But you know what else? They and they all blend in together and I'll like forget where I'm at and I'll start punching in a code and it's wrong. And I'm like, oh, and then you freak out. The police are going to come and but I'm going to be on the blog. But you know what they call it? What? Urban exploring. Yeah, I do a lot of that. And now that's going to bring us to the portion of our episode where we insert graphic here. I'm going to stop letting you do that. You've gotten too good at it. It's no longer funny. What, <laughs> what we're, we're watching. watching. You didn't write that, so I almost said Tales from the Dark Side. You're not supposed to say it <laughs> until did, I announce you, it. You now did, everyone knows what yeah, we Yeah, but you didn't write the cue, what we're uh, watching. I'm just supposed to. We've done to. this like a hundred <laughs> times. I know, Why but I got off the script, you? and so I was trying to get back on the script, and then this I, is I what failed. This when you don't pay when I don't When I don't write the script, I have trouble sticking with it. Mm-hmm. So this week, we started watching an old TV show that I had forgotten even existed. Crystal found it on one of the networks that shows reruns of Perry Mason and The Twilight Zone. Yeah, that uh, channel's called Comet, and it's really cool. But I've never heard of uh, Tales from the Dark Side, but it looked interesting when I saw what it was about. And I have heard of it, but I had just completely forgotten about it. Doesn't sound like you. It doesn't at all. And since she's already ruined the surprise and told you it's called Tales from the Dark Side. I think I said it twice. What this is, is a comedy slash drama slash fantasy, sometimes maybe a little bit of horror, but not really. I think it's like an anthology More series. More of a fantasy kind of thing. Yeah. And it is 
a show that ran from 1983 until 1988. And when she mentioned this show to me, when she found it, it made me have memories flood back from when I was a younger person and me and my little brother would go to our granny's house and watch TV with her while she dipped snuff. <laughs> and <laughs> all the good old days. Oh, the good, oh, the good my old granny days. dipped snuff too all the time. And I while tried she's making snuff. biscuits. I don't recommend it to yeah. anybody. I don't even know if they still make it, but don't try I it. Probably because do. it's disgusting. But I did remember that we would sit there and then this show would come on because I remember the intro. It would come on and I was interested in scary stuff as a kid, just not real scary stuff. And all these episodes aren't very scary, but I do recall being scarred by one or two of them. <laughs> scarred. Mm-hmm. Emotionally. So is that why you blocked it out I and forgot it out about it? Memory. And then I just uh, brought it up. You so did. now you're you, bringing up repressed memories. Yeah, thank you for that. And you're I, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I am sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was young and stupid. And when we get to the episode, if it even happened, you'll see why I was warped. Uh, I think. It had something to do with a wasp, I think. You don't even remember what the episode was, but it terrified you? Yeah, and not really. I don't remember it. Uh, I may even have just dreamed the entire thing. The dream was inspired by the show, so my nightmare was probably just as valid. Probably. This show is basically an anthology of episodes that range from horror to fantasy to comedy, and it's very light horror. Mm -hmm. And we've just started watching it, so we bought the DVDs on eBay because we couldn't find anywhere to stream this show from. And I think they might be bootlegged. Not intentionally. I didn't try to buy a bootleg Mm -hmm. thing. I, I went and bought the only one I could find. It's a very good bootleg if it is a bootleg. Well, as soon as you put the first disc in, it said it can't play it. So I don't well, know the about other this. Discs played. Well, one. We've only tried one. Well, that's as close as we've gotten so far. So in the first episode that we watched, it was called The New Man. A reformed alcoholic is visited by his young son, Jerry. The only problem is he doesn't have a young son named Jerry. Things go off the rails for Alan, who is the reformed drunk, as he tries to figure out what's going on here. So he takes his son, Jerry, to the police station and just leaves him there. (laughs) When he gets home, his wife freaks out about it and gets angry at Alan. Has he lost his mind? Why doesn't he remember Jerry? Could it be the alcohol? Has he regressed? It was uh, a little twist ending. I liked it. Twist ending. And uh, we're not going to spoil too much, but we thought we'd talk about a few episodes from the show. Yeah, another episode we watched was based on a Stephen King story, so I was excited about that. And it was called The Word Processor of the Gods. It was. This is a word processor for you young people. I don't even remember. I guess it's just like like a a computer without the computer abilities. Oh, so it's just like a typewriter. It's like an electronic typewriter. Oh, okay. But wouldn't that just be an electronic typewriter then? Well, it has a little (laughs) bit of features to it. Okay. So this story talks about a struggling writer, Richard Hagstrom, who is in ter- a terrible marriage with a rotten kid. It's like one of these 80s kids playing his metal band. He's like, later. Yeah. And he just drums his guitar. <laughs> the woman he truly loved married his brother and had the son that should have been his named Jonathan. Jonathan is a computer whiz who designed a word processor for Richard. But unfortunately, before he gives it to him, he dies in an accident. When I say made it himself, it's like made out of like wood and cardboard and and like stuff that you would imagine that a computer (laughs) would be made of back in the 1980s. The neighbor delivers the items from their house and in them is the word processor Jonathan made for Richard as a birthday present. 
He's excited because this newfangled technology, a word processor, will help him be more efficient and a faster writer. Got to mention this was in 1984, so yeah. that's why it's such a newfangled technology. But when Richard starts writing with it, he finds it has a special reality warping power. It does. Richard's tempted by his new toy to play God, but at what cost? So, Crystal, what do you think of the Tales from the Dark Side TV show based off of the handful of episodes that we've watched so far? Is it something you find entertaining? And from what you've seen, please give it your dog treat rating. Okay, I'm going to give it a 9. Oh, wait, is it out of 12? I'm going to give it an 11 out of 12 then if we're doing 12. Based off of what she's seen for so far, there are 90 total episodes over the course of the show. And we've probably seen at this point, maybe six. eight or nine, maybe six. <laughs> I slept through three or four of them probably. Yeah, so probably. I've seen a grand total of three and a half. And then we were watching one last night and you fell asleep. So Sounds I don't like remember me. what we were watching. But I still haven't adjusted to the time change. Yeah, it's kind of rough. And I won't. Yeah, I love this thing. This is like Tales from the Crypt, but more family friendly. So the younger crowd can watch i think because i do like that the yeah. fact that you don't have to throw in all kinds of awful yeah, stuff there's no nudity no language because no. it's not it's not really a horror show no it's, just more, it's a little i'd say it's more fantasy than anything a little really. suspense a little twist it's kind of like twilight zone ish but a little bit more modern a little bit more modern but at least still modern from the, yeah, twilight from the 60s zone. to the 80s but yeah i really i'm really enjoying it it's something light and you can you know the episodes are short so you can get through a lot of them So 11 out of 12, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and and agree with her and give it an 11 out of 12 so far. It's got nostalgia for me that Mm -hmm. I don't even remember, but it's flooding back to me as I watch it. uh, Well, just watching the the sets and the people dressed in the 80s, because that's how it was the 80s. So I I really like the 80s. I'm just waiting for the Stranger Things cast to just walk out in an episode and be like, this is where they got it from. Yeah. So that's going to bring us to the portion of the show that we like to call Layla, Layla and Coffee, Coffee and talk. not Oscar Talk. Okay, yeah. We haven't seen hide nor hair of him in this a while. This will be the last time I reference Oscar unless he shows up again because I feel like he no longer wants to be a part of this episode or yeah, this show. He or, wasn't getting top billing, so he was out. Um, he said, you know what? I, I've been thrown out of better places than this, this here place. <laughs> So if you're watching on video, you probably see what coffee's up to. Well, she's you might a, be able to see her. She's laying at her feet. And she's in her little doggy bed under the desk. It's so. the only way to keep her um, calm is to have her in here with us. Because they've taken to a new thing now where we have these screens on our doors. We're starting to leave our doors open more now that the weather has warmed up slightly. And these keep the bugs out. They're magnetic. They catch on each other. Well, the dogs go back in in and out of the house so much that they've worn a hole in it. And so for whatever reason, their face and their snout goes right in this hole. And every time they go in and out of the house, their head gets stuck in the net. And then I look at coffee and it's like tied up like a noose. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like coffee's really bad about it. Layla's usually good about she sees it and she puts her head in a certain way. But she did get caught in it today. She did. She was very excited. Had to pull her collar off and the net and everything. And it was just a whole production. She almost pulled the whole screen down. So. She'd take the house down if she had to. She <laughs> yeah. don't care. She's a bulldozer. Yeah. So uh, those screens need to be uh, repaired. Yeah, I gotta Repaired. I got to do something about that this weekend. But they did survive. And she'll modify them. And uh, life will be great again. And 
Hopefully the we can leave the doors open for a while. Huge so open door policy advocates. They want the doors opened at all times. She gets mad when she comes home from working and I'm sitting in the office and I have the door to my office open because they do not like it closed. And if it's cold and I've got the heater running at the same time, the door's open. She's like, we're not heat the whole neighborhood. We've got the heat on and the heater in your office and the doors are, doors are wide open. Me. <laughs> wide open. It's not a choice. And they have told me that's the policy. You could put a gate up at your office and just keep them out entirely. You remember how Layla treats barriers? <laughs> Layla goes through barriers, whether they're doors or well, gates, she's scared or of walls gates or walls. Yeah, not exaggerating. She's true. gone through walls that before. That's the new goal is to hopefully have this door open as long as possible before it gets summertime here. And then we have to close it to turn the air conditioner on. And then she'll get mad because I open the door and then I'm air conditioning the neighborhood. Right. It's like we are just throwing money out the door. Literally. I can't win. <laughs> So if you'd like to find us online, you can go to ScarySavannahAndBeyond.com. You can find us on all social media platforms looking for the user at ScarySavannah. As we mentioned earlier, you can go to our Patreon to help support the podcast and to also get bonus content. And you can find that at Patreon.com forward slash ScarySavannah. I have a humongous coffee mug here that's only a quarter full. I just splashed about half of it on my (laughs) microphone. I would love for you to help us out by donating coffee to the podcast for me and Crystal. You can do that by going to the website and clicking on the little yellow button on the bottom left of the screen to donate to our coffee fund, which helps support financially the podcast. That would be awesome, right? That would be amazing. You would be so excited about that, wouldn't you? Yeah, we're having to buy coffee all the time, it seems. It's because we drink so much more of it now I know. than we did. It's like we're going through it like crazy. I mean, this... this single container here probably holds about two gallons of coffee at a time probably and i drink it you know throughout the day so that might explain why i can taste sound and see colors through my ears you see color through your ears i can do all kinds of super powered things when i have enough caffeine in my system so that just leaves the portion of the show where she says a catchphrase catchphrase (laughs) insert here join us next time in savannah where the ghosts and the good times live on but do you know who don't? Yeah. Probably literally anybody that went to Savannah with them 30 billion other people and didn't go and get one of them wristbands to drink. Yeah, you got to have a wristband, I guess, to walk around you can't with drink your in alcohol. There, I mean, you're going to get stampeded by people. At least that's how I envision it. Oh, it would be cool if you could put a drone up there and just watch. It'd probably get shot down. <laughs> probably. <laughs> be like, well, there goes the drone. Thanks for seeing it. <laughs> We'll talk to you next time.